0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
1: The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. and of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Hello and welcome to the following on podcast from TalkSport. I'm John Norman, Jarrah Kimber alongside me. Uh, I hope you're all uh, comfortable sitting down, uh, probably sitting in a darkened room, if of an English persuasion that is, because this is probably going to be a little bit bleak as we reflect on all the comings and goings of day two at Headingley. Wow, Jarrah Kimber. I mean, you know, how many times in the last uh, while have we looked at each other at the end of a day's Test cricket and just gone, "Poof, what a day!" Um, we're going to do so again today. But I mean, I might just give you the microphone. In fact, do you want to take the microphone? I'm going to go and sit in the corner for a bit because that was that was pretty hard to bear. If you're an England fan, um, how how do you assess uh, things on day two at Headingley? Would you call that insane, John? I would uh, – no, actually. i call that sadly predictable. I mean, it's kind of been coming, isn't it? You can't get bowled out for 58, 77, 85 uh, in just over 12 months. These are all tattooed on your arm, I see. Yes, but you did the tattoos. <laughs> I asked for roses and anchors. Um, yeah, well, look, the writing's been on the wall, is not it? You cannot, you cannot lose – you cannot be bowled out on day one – at Laws against Ireland and then act surprised when you get bowled out on day two at Headingley against the Aussies?
0: No. I mean, the funny thing is, the sun was out. There's nothing funny, by the way. There's a lot funny. The sun was out. This is not
1: lol moment of the day.
0: Uh, Simon Wild was sitting in front of me yesterday and he said, you know, uh, England England, well on top. And I said, but they haven't batted yet. And he goes, the sun's going to come out tomorrow, it will change. I went, they've still got a bat. We've seen them bat. Even me saying that as cynical me who expects everyone to fail in everything in their life did not expect that to go that quickly and ridiculous as England made it. I mean, Joe Denley might have made the worst double-figured top... Was it top score? I don't even know what he ended up with. He ended up with 12. It is the lowest high score ever
1: in a completed innings. Uh, Let's get on with it anyway. uh, Thanks for listening. Um, Let's go through... Uh, the days at events. In the sequence that we all know and love. Player of the day. Well, it's got to be Josh Hazelwood, doesn't it? It,
0: it does have to be Josh Hazelwood. Not Steve Smith? Uh I mean, it's possibly Steve. Geoff and uh, <laughs> no. Mar- Marnus Labashane. Yeah, Labashain probably has a fair fair call. Oh, get out. <laughs> but it's Hazelwood. No, it's obviously Hazelwood. Uh, you know, almost rested for this game. Yeah. Um, how cherry ripe he was australia's been talking about him being cherry ripe and being which means really fit, which means really is that
1: fit. like that's a brand of it 's either a brand of bubble gum
0: or it's a brand of doc martin boot it 's a chocolate bar in australia actually um anyway uh, he bowled really well he looked fast he looked um he should have got Denley out early on as well. Um, he should have had three wickets down for very little runs. Eventually, Pattinson got a couple of lucky ones, actually, which he probably has earned in this, uh, this tour. And uh, Pat Cummins um, got some wickets as well. But it was Hazelwood who really looked like he was all over England. on what is, let's be honest, a fairly flat pitch. It is seeming a little bit, but the swing we saw from yesterday had disappeared. It just didn't seem to matter. It didn't seem to matter. Hey, hey you see what you did there? Lol of the day. And you
1: smiled. Hey. Your first first smile. smile of the day. No, actually, I smiled uh, big time <laughs> at one point. But actually, it's not going to make much sense. But if you've got an opportunity to listen back to Paul Trevelyan's appearance on Hawksbury and Jacobs, um, which would have been about the time England had lost their sixth wicket, I, the tears of sorrow were replaced by tears of joy. Just go and listen to it. It's too difficult to explain. Story of the day. Well, I'll ask you what your story of the day is. Uh, England still can't bat? Yeah, well, uh, let's move it on.
0: When is England's line in the sand moment going to come? What what line in the sand? We talked about this in the West Indies. They don't have a lot of very good batsmen uh, around. I mean, they've tried every opener in the country. Um, Maybe they should have got a couple of West Indian. You know, know, it's it's quite interesting, isn't it? So essentially, I had a chat to one of the Aussie journalists today, and we're talking about it, and he he said, geez, England About And I said, I'm not sure they're still that much worse as an overall top seven than Australia is. Mm-hmm. But the difference is Australia's top seven, uh, sorry, top four, I know Smith's not in this test, but in general is maybe a little bit stronger, which means that the middle order get a chance to come in when it's not. If, if you what? bat five for England, you've, you're going to come in up around the 10th over. Also, there's a massive difference as well here because Australia's
1: top four is actually exceptionally good in Australia, right? <laughs> in England, they're, Pretty poor, but that's because they're playing away. That's just modern cricket, isn't it? England's top four are rubbish, no matter where they're <laughs>
2: playing.
0: Yeah, you know what was that? what was Harmy's joke? In, uh, well, I don't think it was a joke. I think you might have been so serious about uh, England's best chance of winning the Ashes was uh, opening with Bell and Cook and having Trot at first drop. Was that? No, I think it was if you started with Trescothic We said
1: this. Oh, at the start. If you started Trescoth- with Trescothic Cook and had Trot at three. You'd You'd be doing better than what we're having, what we're seeing now.
0: Yeah, so, and look, it's, I'm not sure... That... Throw ramps in there as well, and Collingwood. <laughs> I'm just not sure there are things that you could do. like, like People, you know, Zach Crawley and, and some of the other young batsmen out there. I've seen Zach Crawley bat. I, th- I think he's a very fine prospect. I don't think he's about to come in and blunt Pat Cummins and Josh Hazelwood and, and, and Pattinson. So, uh, I'm not sure there is a line in the stand moment because I'm not sure what they're going... You know, unless they start actually, you know, using chickens as batsmen. I'm not sure what the next obvious move is. They've basically used, they've gone through all the best county scorers, all the best sort of up-and-coming younger players, all the best senior players, um, and all the most talented white ball players. That, I mean, that's literally what they've done. That's four different you know, threads that they've pulled on. Nothing has worked. I think England should do
1: this. I think that they should say that Rory Burns is an opener, so he opens. Joe Root is a number four, so he bats at number four. Ben Stokes is a number five at a push. He can bat at five. We'll put him there. And Bear Stoke is a number seven, so he bats there. Would you agree with what I've said so far? Yeah, I probably would move Stokes back to six, but yeah, okay, five. So that leaves an opener, a number three, and a number six. Ollie Pope should come in and bat at number six. In the traditional way, the batsmen are usually brought into test teams. They play at six, right? They're so. So, were we going to go with that? Uh, okay. So,
0: Butler's gone then, in that case?
1: I would say thanks, but no thanks to Butler.
0: Okay. So, he's the top scorer over the last two years?
1: Yeah, I see that as a stat similar to reason K, uh, to Piers Morgan saying, you can't drop Kevin Peterson because he top scored in yeah. the Ashes in 2013-14. think so if you look at the runs that he scored, um, if he's not good enough to be a specialist top six batsman... And by pushing him back to seven, that's what England selectors are saying. I don't see the point.
0: Well, I mean, OK, it's either Pope or Butler at six. I'm more than happy with that. Uh, after that... Yeah, I have got no idea. <laughs> well, that's the problem, isn't it? I remember, I think it was about a year and a half, maybe even two years ago, Nick Compton was on, on Sky saying, Yeah, you know, what they need to do is they need to just pick three openers and bat them at one, two, and three. And I'm like, Nick, they can't find an opener to go with. Cook. And that was when Cook was still playing. There's literally no openers in the country unless you're literally saying, Pick me again. I don't even. And I think he retired by that point. I'm not even sure. There, there, there's no. There really isn't a lot of players out there that they haven't tried. Ball of the
1: day. Uh, Well, I mean, for me, it's got to be the one that dismissed Joe Root. I don't know about you.
0: Yeah, I mean, quality balls and at and around off stump. Uh, You know, it's a real shame that he hasn't made any runs just for himself as much as anything. I mean, he's about to be uh, in a couple of hours. (laughs) And by that, I mean tomorrow morning. He's about to be under a lot of pressure and potentially, you know, England in disarray, Root out. I mean, Some newspaper's going to call for that. Some ex-player's going to call for that, and the pressure's then just going to pile on. It would be nice for him if he could get some runs because we all know how talented he is. Um, I think my ball of the day, though, was Jack Leach uh, to Marcus Harris. First ball out of the footmarks, spinning sideways uh, Mm. to bowl him. Especially because after that, uh, Jack Leach didn't really spin a ball um, bowled half-trackers and full tosses <laughs> a lot of the time so he started brilliantly and then sort of wound his way back um, but uh, it was an incredible ball though and not a great shot by Marcus Harris no. but a beautiful piece of bowling
1: Anodyne press conference moment of the day I'm not sure who they're sending out I'm guessing it's got to be Graham Thorpe <laughs> for England it's Graham Thorpe <laughs> let's see what he has to say
2: well we're, we're naturally very disappointed you know, with the, with our, our first innings uh, score you know it's uh, it's a, it was a, a, a sort of a golden opportunity for us today. Um, and while we're in, certainly in our dressing room, when we're not going to walk back in our dressing room and say, we can't win it, we've made, uh, we've made it a damn sight harder uh, to be able to achieve that. But we will come in in the morning, we'll try to knock them over as quickly as we can, and we'll try to set about not, uh, getting that score, whatever they set us. Um, but, you know, there was some poor shots uh, today there was, I, I give credit to Australian bowlers, they bowl the ball in a very good area as they have done uh, uh, up front, you know, through this series already. So we know that, we know which of the challenge uh, has been at Baston and at Lords probably second, as you can see when you get past those tougher periods, that you can, you can put scores on the board. Um, for the certain areas in terms of, you know, um, you know, playing the ball outside your eye line, you know, is, is an area where we need to be more disciplined. You know, if you're playing sort of in a in a corridor, or in a bubble, you know where the ball is able to come to you. We need to get better at that, um, and that's really disappointing.
1: Graham Thorpe speaking there. I'm not sure who's speaking for Australia. I'm just going to take a punt. It might be uh, Josh Hazelwood who returned figures of five for thirty.
2: Um, yeah, it feels pretty good. It didn't really feel like a, a collapse, I guess. We just um, continually kept taking wickets. Um, feel pressure from both ends. I didn't think, you know, we we went for many runs, so we kept it nice and tight, and it felt like the scoreboard didn't move, which was which was good. I think we, did, we just didn't try and do too much. We put the ball in the right areas. Um, there was a little bit, of, little bit of nibble there off the wicket, a little bit of swing. So um, I think just as a whole group, um, especially the quicks, obviously, uh, just put everything together, I guess, and, and had, we took our chances and, and had a bit of luck along the way. So, um, yeah, it was a good day. Makes a big difference when you've got David Warner in at first slip, taking a few <laughs> hangers as well. Absolutely, yeah. We, um, our slips were on fire today, so hopefully that continues for the series.
1: Truly the best place to be a cricket fan. Rant of the day. Uh, Look, I ranted a lot today. You know, TalkSport allows you the platform to rant. That's kind of how it works. Rant sport. Yeah, rant sport. Uh, That sounds like a kind of renter kill, kind of something or another. Um, I really had to hold myself back because I was so angry at around the point England were between 20 for three to... 45 for six. That period was a kind of a no-go area. I actually had to have a word with myself and just say, "Don't embarrass it. Don't, don't do anything embarrassing here. Don't swear. don't throw yourself out the window. Don't just make some ridiculous comments. Try and keep things tight. Don't blame everything. We know you're angry at everything. It was quite tough, actually. I don't really want to go back there. But basically, this is what I'm angry about in short not in order of preference, just in order of when it comes to my mind. Uh I'm angry about this. There was so much hope this morning. <laughs> and the Are you that angry hope, about the hope? Well, that led to the disappointment and the subsequent anger. But you know, Joffrey Archer was on the front and back of every single newspaper today. Um, England had bowled Australia out for 179. If they'd batted till stumps today, the summer was alive to the prospect of cricket dominating the headlines. A series that may have stood up to you know what, it's never going to be as good as that. But in terms of the public consciousness, and that was ripped away in a very, very short space of time. So I was annoyed about that. I was annoyed about the fact that Jason Roy, Rory Burns, Ben Stokes, Joe Denley... Johnny Bairstow, Chris Wokes, Josh Butler all got themselves out to a degree. It was fantastic bowling, and when you look at just the wicket taking deliveries, you think, well, why did they just not play those shots? That's simplistic, but still, if you're playing a test match and the series is on the line, you really do put away the handsome cover drives. Just see off that first session, just see off Josh Hazelwood. You know, Nathan Lyon came on to bowling over at one point, which was a bit bizarre. Just get through to that stage of the game. And they just were abject in that. If that was a football team, you'd say they're not playing for their captain. That was a dereliction of duty at times. That made me really angry. And then I got angry about the fact that there are no replacements to come in because there's no county cricket being played. And then I got angry about the fact that these guys only ever play Red Bull cricket when they're playing test cricket. How can you be good at something if you only ever play it when it matters? Um, that made me angry. I got angry when I saw Ed Smith and James Taylor on screen when England were 10 without loss and then I never saw them again. I got angry a lot today. Um, I probably missed some stuff I got angry about. I got angry when Labuschagne was dropped twice, caught off a no ball, given that LBW and he reviewed
0: it. That
1: made me really angry.
0: Uh, that's about it really. Uh, I got angry when everyone blames T20. For, for the way that teams are batting at the moment. England don't have a very good batting lineup. Plus, we have incredible bowlers. Most of the um, CEOs and chairmen of the world have told their groundsmen to make the pitches more friendly to bowlers. Um, and the ba- batsmen are obviously struggling with that. But in this team, you've got... Uh, or sorry, in this game, you've got... Rory Ooh, notes! Yeah, you've got Rory Burns, um, Marcus Harris, and Manus Labashane. T- tell me again how they're T20 players, right? None of them can hit the ball off the square in T20 cricket. You know this. You're a Surrey fan. You've seen Rory play. Um... You've then got Warner, Root, and Stokes, all of which uh, have proved themselves, I think, in, in their batting roles in Test cricket. You can also probably put Bersto there. Then you've got a lot of guys who are limited batsmen. They're not limited batsmen because they're T20 guys. They're not, they're not people who grew up in T20 cricket. Someone like Usman Khawaja, Trav, you know, Travis Head is maybe one of the closest that you would say in this um, uh, era that grew up in T20 cricket. But Usman Khawaja and um, Jason Roy, they didn't grow up in the T20 era. Uh, they're just better at the, that form of the game and they've got flaws and there are these other things. It's just like every time anyone nicks off in a test match now, it's like, oh, look, you know, um, a T20 cricket. Let me tell you this. When I wrote my book on the history of cricket, Test Cricket, the Unauthorised Biography, which you can find on Amazon. You're touching me again. You just touched my hand. You're <laughs> like, close
1: enough to the mic.
0: You like being touched. Um, uh, but when... <laughs> Who doesn't like being
1: touched? It's just who's doing the touch. You're touching me again. Stop.
0: <laughs> so when I wrote that book, I spent... Months, three or four months, looking at clips on YouTube of of old cricket. Do you know what I saw from cricket from about nineteen late nineteen twenties through to you know the nineteen nineties? The rest I kind of knew off the top of my head. A lot of bad cricket shots. When batsmen go out, they usually play a stupid shot. A lot of batsmen in the old days used to get bold playing across the line. This isn't new. We've had lots of bad errors where, where batsmen fail. And up until three years ago, when one day cricket and T Twenty cricket were still king. Test cricket batting averages have only ever been higher in one other era. And then suddenly we get Marcus Harris playing a ball out of the footmarks and gets bowled and everyone goes, oh, that's T20. I've seen Marcus Harris play T20. He can't play T20. He's not good at T20. He's a te- proper test match batsman. He may not be very good, but that's what he is. Why do I keep touching you? I don't
1: know. The, the finger jab's all right, though. Um, I also think that bowlers don't bowl as, as many short and wide long hops as they used to. 100%.
0: Wow, you went well. You did some weird jerking movements, movements, everyone. I actually think that the analytics movement and having analysts and video is actually helping bowlers a lot more than it's helping batsmen. And so you can look look at this. Something I've been looking at a lot is why bowlers are bowling around the wicket to left-handers more than they ever have before. And straight away when they come out to bat, which they never used, used to not do that. So I'm 100% with you. I, I think that... I think bowlers are actually much more disciplined. It wasn't that long ago. In the 90s, uh, sorry, I'll take that back maybe to the 80s. In the 80s, if you bowled the channel outside off stump over and over again, teams, everyone would say how boring you are. Everyone bowls the channel outside off stump now. Do you know what I mean? Things have changed. Uh, unluckiest of the day. That's easy. Anyone with a day four ticket? <laughs> no, because if you're buying a day four ticket and you've looked at these two batting lineups, <laughs> you, made, you made the call early on. Uh, ben Stokes. What? Oh. Incre- so he comes out, and no one from England looks like they can bat. To be fair, for a couple of balls, I was like, he's middling this. He looks like he, he's going to make some runs here. Then he gets out a wide, terrible ball from Pattinson. He makes one mistake, and he's out. Joe Denley at the other end has made 38 mistakes. And I don't know how many balls Joe Denley faced. I'll tell you exactly what the stats are. He, based
1: for, by, he, he batted 49 deliveries. He... Played and missed 16 times and he edged seven times.
0: Uh, incredible. Uh, so then, so Stokes is out. And look, he did play a bad shot to a ball that he could barely reach. So at least you could say he played a, a part in that. Then they come out and bowl and, and you know, uh, they get early wickets. And you know that the minute that they're out of the game, that they're going to give Stokes some grun overs. That's fine. That's part of his job is to bowl those runovers. overs. Then uh, he bowls that spell and he bowled well. It's a really good spell. Should have should have got more out of it. And of course, then Jofra comes on and bowls what four balls, and then Stokes has to come back on. So he basically bowled was a 15 over spell with a break of an over and a half maybe in the middle, um, and he bowled incredibly well. Now some of this bad luck is his own fault. He overstepped himself. Besto dropped a catch. Yeah, it was a tough one, um, but, you know, these things happen. He had another ball where he should have bowled way and it somehow got stuck in the crease and spun around in circles. He beat the bat a bunch of times on what still looks like a fairly good pitch to bat on. And, and you know, Australia haven't haven't struggled that much um, considering the previous two innings, anyway. Um, I just thought Stokes was incredible. I, you know, you forgot the root drop. Which one was that one? That was the worst one of the lot. And do
1: you know what I called Is that, that? Yeah, first oh, slip. Labashane again. I
0: did forget that.
1: Do you know what? I was chatting with Simon Mann about an hour or so before that moment. And I said to him, I bet you Joe Root drops a catch at first slip because he's thinking about the fact he's just about to lead England to an Ashes defeat. And that is exactly what happened. I can't vouch for the fact that he was thinking about leading England to an Ashes defeat. But yeah, you're right. Ben Stokes, absolutely unluckiest of the day. Just to read that through. Labashain dropped at first slip on 14. The bowler, Stokes. Labashain overturned LBW on 24. The bowler, Stokes. Labashain caught off a no ball, from a no ball, I should say, on 35. Stokes. Labashain dropped on 42 by the wicketkeeper. Open brackets, Stokes. Close brackets. Lol of the day. Lol. It's got to be Joffre Archer, isn't it, in the beach ball?
0: Ah, oh, uh, if you want, I was going to have Tim Payne and the review. We're...
1: Oh, that was funny as well, yeah. I still think Joffra, but yeah, you're probably right. Should we do both?
0: Yeah, well explain
1: it. So Joffra Archer, I'm sure you've if you've been at a cricket ground, you know the drill. Crowd gets bored by about three o'clock and they start beating a beach ball, inflatable beach ball around. It goes up, it goes down, it goes near to the stewards, it goes back towards the crowd. Eventually the steward nabs it and uh, sticks scissors into it or troops off and throws it somewhere. I don't know where. And Maybe it's sold out the front again. Not today, because standing at mid-on, he must have ran fully 75 yards. Joffrey Archer burst across at the end of his Ben Stokes over, uh, wrestled, not quite wrestled, took the beach ball from the steward and then punched it into the crowd and then ran 80 yards back again. Brilliant, brilliant moment.
0: It was brilliant, but... Uh, Tim Payne, right before the end of play, uh, gets given out LBW and decides, well, almost instantly, to review the LBW because um, he believes he's got a nick on it. I don't think he did. I don't. I honestly don't think he knew he touched it
1: because it took ages to review it. I really? just think he thought it was missing, which it was.
0: <laughs> I. You see, I thought he did. I. Uh, I okay. Either way. He reviews an LBW, and obviously the LBW's not out because he's taken a nick. And he's then informed by the (laughs) England players that they've taken the catch. And so they're going, well, he nicked it, and he caught it. And then there's that moment. uh, It's just, Tim Payne is about to be an Ashes-winning captain. And at the same time, he's become this, I mean, Mike Brearley-Light character of, you know. uh, uh, At least he keeps wicket. Yeah, and he keeps well. Well done, Tim Payne. Out
1: for naught. Mistake of the day. Well, some of the umpiring again. I know that we've kind of put forward the notion that our decisions are going to be made that are wrong. But, you know, Joe Wilson gave an LBW decision. Joe Denley on naught, Josh Hazelwood, I think, was bowling. It would have missed middle stump by a foot. I mean, it was huge. He then, Joe Wilson. I mean, look, guys and girls out there listening, uh, we've all had partners in our lives where even when you're right you're wrong and even when you're wrong you're right that's kind of the situation we're talking about with the tim Payne leg before decision so that was mistake of the day but but it wasn't
0: Mm, any others yeah, for me, um, it was the um, selection of Joe Denley. Uh, he's now been in an opener, a first drop, and a second drop. He's failed at all of them. Uh, I, I think he's a really good first-class cricketer, but I go back to what I said when he was first picked. He's not good enough to play Test cricket. There's nothing that he has shown us that has changed there. And he hasn't. Even, where's his leg spin? I didn't even see him bowl today.
1: Joe Denley. See, the problem is, though, by saying that Joe Denley shouldn't be playing, and that's the mistake of the day. And I think anyone, we were in West Indies, we saw him. He was so fortunate to get that score that essentially kept him in the side. And he was only in the team, really, because Keaton Jennings was so bad. So he was luckiest of the day in West Indies. Now he's unluckiest of the day. Is that No, we're doing mistake of the day. Bear with me. It's been a really long day, I tell you that much. I feel unlucky to be here. Uh, and it's a mistake to uh, to do this podcast after such a day. But, you know, if not Joe Denley, then who, really? That's the point we've been making, isn't it?
0: I, I completely don't disagree, but someone else. <laughs> uh,
1: moment of the day. Well, wow. it's got to be Australia, really, isn't it? I mean, any one of those wickets, any one of those moments? Um, yeah. Josh Hazelwood in that first session, just superior. Is that a word?
0: Yeah. No, superior is definitely a word. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think the fact that the Australian ball, all three of them came out, And bowled so well, and so quick, and so accurate. When the condition, there was no way the conditions were as favourable to them today as they were to England yesterday.
1: I was saying yesterday how lucky Australia had been in this series. Well, forget that they haven't been lucky here. They had to bat. Although saying that, Tim Payne would have batted yesterday. Now that would have been fun. That would have been funniest moment of the day. They have not been lucky. England have had absolutely the pick of the conditions. It's difficult for me to feel anything other than England actually bottled it today?
0: Yeah, I think moment of the day for me is almost had a lack of moment it just felt like something was always happening today it was it was just such an interesting day to be at because we only had what 15 16 wickets in the end didn't we but it felt like we had 28 it just felt like an incredible day of, of Test match bowling and, and, and I think we should also give a bit of credit to well certainly to Stokes but to Joffer and, and broad early on as well there's some incredible bowling today it was a brilliant bowling day in a on a day that wasn't as good uh, for bowling as yesterday so you know it, it was a Privilege to be here as an Australian.
1: Well, thanks for just about making it through the entire show without rubbing it in. It's uh, fair do so, it's been a while. Uh, Jared was just, I don't know, uh, how old were you when Australia last uh, beat England in an Ashes series? Well,
0: wasn't it just recently?
1: Uh, Oh, in England, sorry. Oh, in England, um, I was 21. So there you go, 21 working in a dead end job for Qantas. Wondering where his life would go. It was terrible bleak times. Who would have thought that? Oh, hang on. We're talking about terrible bleak times. And now I'm on rant sport. <laughs> Uh, Jared and myself will be back. It will be all over on day three. Uh, England will comfortably chase down the 280-odd they need to win the second, uh, rather the third Test match. Square the series at moving on to Manchester. The series will still be alive and hopefully you'll be with us every step of the way. Thanks for listening to the following on podcast. Subscribe and review us on Acast or iTunes and join us after day three at Heading uh, Cheers for listening.